Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, the Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. Let us begin our study with prayer. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Amen. The scripture we say each week at the top of every lesson of the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study is John 14, 26. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I told you. Jesus is telling this to his disciples so that when he ascended into heaven, his spirit would come to them and be their teacher and to remind us that our teacher is the Holy Spirit. All who have been baptized have been baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Last week's application was to be on guard against hypocrisy in your speech and actions. I befriended a neighbor and walked several times by her house 
when I was out doing my daily walk and did not stop to say a quick hello. I excused myself for being busy and having to get things done. I felt convicted of being a hypocrite and befriending her and then ignoring her. I remembered St. Mother Teresa saying, do little things with great love. I later went and called her and was reconciled with her. It is important to apply what the Holy Spirit teaches us to our life, no matter how simple and small it may seem to us. The application shows we are listening to him. This Sunday is the second Sunday of Advent. The gospel is Mark 1, 1 to 8. In last week's gospel, Jesus was an adult and telling his disciples to be prepared for when he comes again. This week, John the Baptist is preparing us for Jesus' birth. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Here begins the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. In Isaiah the prophet, it is written, I send my messenger before you to prepare your way. A herald's voice in the desert, crying, Make ready the way of the Lord. Clear him a straight path. Thus it was that John the baptizer appeared in the desert, proclaiming a baptism of repentance, which led to the forgiveness of sins. All the Judean countryside and the people of Jerusalem went out to him in great numbers. They were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist. His food was grasshoppers and wild honey. The theme of his preaching was, one more powerful than I is to come after me. I am not fit to stoop and untie his sandal straps. I have baptized you in water. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. The word of the Lord. As we go into the questions, we see it begins with the gospel of Jesus Christ as written by the prophet Isaiah. A messenger was being sent to prepare his way. As to the message God has entrusted to us, 2 Corinthians 5.19 says, I mean that God in Christ was reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's transgressions against them, and that he has entrusted the message of reconciliation to us. This begins with us. We need to be reconciled with others, need to forgive those who have offended us. Jesus says in a prayer for his disciples in John 17, 18, as you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. We must forgive as Christ has forgiven us. In question five, John the Baptist appears in the desert proclaiming a baptism of repentance leading to the forgiveness of sins. 
Repentance means to change direction from sin to God. If you do not repent, you are unable to receive God's forgiving love. Question six asks, what is to be preached to all the nations? Luke 24, 47 says, in his name, penance for the remission of sins is to be preached to all the nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Repentance and forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name. Question seven, who went out to John? What was happening to them as they confessed their sins? Mark 1, 5. People of the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and they were being baptized by him as they confessed their sins. To whom are we to confess our sins? James 5.16 says, Hence, declare your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may find healing. The fervent petition of a holy man is powerful indeed. So we to one another are to confess our sins. Scripture says to leave your gift at the altar and be reconciled with your brother, then come and offer your gift. That is in Matthew 5, 24. And we also need to confess to a priest in the sacrament of reconciliation. You may not be able to go to your brother or sister. When we sin, the whole community is affected by it. Question 9 tells us from... John the Baptist was clothed in camel's hair. He wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. With what are we to clothe ourselves and what is our food? Ephesians six thirteen to 17 says, You must put on the armor of God if you are to resist on the evil day. Do all that your duty requires and hold your ground. Stand fast with the truth as the belt around your waist, justice as your breastplate, and zeal to propagate the gospel of peace as your footgear. In all circumstances, hold faith up before you as your shield. It will help you extinguish the fiery darts of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit the word of God. So we are to clothe ourselves with the armor of God. In John 4, 32 to 34, it says, but he told them, I have food to eat of what you do not know. At this, the disciples said to one another, do you suppose that someone has brought him something to eat? Jesus explained to them, doing the will of him who sent me, and bringing his work to completion is my food. Our food, as was Jesus's, is doing the will of God. What was the theme of John's preaching, and in what has he baptized us? Mark 1.8 says, I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And John 1, 29 to 33 says, The next day when John caught sight of Jesus coming toward him, he exclaimed, 
look, there is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It is he of whom I said, after me is to come a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I confess I did not recognize him. The one who sent me to baptize with water told me, when you see the spirit descend and rest on someone, it is he who is to baptize with the Holy Spirit. Examine examine your conscience. Write out what you have seen yourself sin. Write out what way you have seen yourself sin and how you have experienced being baptized in water and the Holy Spirit. That is the question at the end of the questions. I saw myself sin through criticism, anger, unforgiveness, nagging Ken, my late husband, and having a bad attitude towards him by judging him. Also through blaming Ken and others for the way I felt. I ran my life on how I felt, justifying myself, blind to my sinfulness. Now, after many years of doing this study and learning the word of God, when I sin, the Holy Spirit convicts me and I confess, repent, and receive the forgiveness of God. I was baptized by water as an infant and received all my sacraments in the Catholic Church. I experienced being baptized in the Holy Spirit when I repented of my sinfulness as an adult. I recognize my sinfulness through the scripture on love, 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient, love is kind. It is not self-seeking, prone to anger, and it doesn't brood over injuries. I saw myself as all that love is not and called out to God, asking him to teach me how to love. And Jesus filled me with his grace, his spirit, his forgiving love. I was convicted through the word of God that day and fell in love with Jesus and began my personal walk with him. Psalm 32 was directly speaking to me, especially verse 5. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, my guilt I covered not. I said, I confess my faults to the Lord, and you took away the guilt of my sin. I am extremely thankful for the Holy Spirit teaching me every day on how to live according to his word. He also teaches me how to imitate Jesus and take on his attitude. Let us listen to the commentary on today's gospel. Mark was not one of the 12 apostles. The gospel is written in the form of a fast-paced story to Christians in Rome, where there were many gods. Mark wanted the Romans to know that Jesus is the one true son of God. We see John the Baptist announce Jesus's coming and call for the people to straighten out their lives and give up their selfish ways of living. The people were called to renounce their sins, seek God's forgiveness, and establish a personal relationship with God by believing and obeying his holy word. 
Today, we are called to do the same. Acknowledge that we are sinful and renounce our sins. We can experience God's forgiveness only when we admit we are, were wrong. John the Baptist was very popular, and his message of repentance was heard and accepted by many. Repentance does not mean, I am sorry. It means a change of attitude. John was telling everyone to prepare for someone who was coming who would be far more effective than he. John told the people that he was not fit even to tie the straps of this man's sandals. He told the people that the Messiah would baptize them with water and the Spirit. The purpose of John's preaching was to prepare people to accept Jesus as God's Son. John challenged the people into a new personal relationship with God when he called the people to confess individually. Where are you right now? Is change needed in your life before you can hear and understand Jesus' message? You have to admit that you are sinful in order to receive forgiveness. You must have true repentance to have true faith. The application for this week, this week let us acknowledge to those around us some of our very obvious flaws. Take a specific fault, like making judgments, and tell them that you are going to change. And if your friends see you being judgmental, to point it out to you in love. This will make a dramatic improvement with your loved ones, those in your work area or school. Be specific and pick the small flaws first, then pray and change. Repent. Your change, not your words or tears, will bring forgiveness. Try this with smoking, drinking, lying, swearing. Do something beautiful for God. Change. Repent. Or, this week, examine your conscience. Write out what you have seen yourself have seen Write out what way you have seen yourself sin and how you have experienced being baptized in water and the Holy Spirit. In closing, next week we will be going over the third week of Advent. You can download the lesson from www.stdisnessguild.org. That is S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot org. You can use it to follow along as we go, as we do the gospel, and you can also do the other readings on your own as well. Let's close with prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming to us today and showing us how to be reconciled with you and one another, and for your incredible teaching. We end with the prayer you taught your disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.